0: For today's episode, I want to focus on the dark art of trolling and what singers can do about it. There's a cruel practice on the internet these days, commonly called trolling. Another name for it is cyberbullying. People who do it are called trolls. So what is it? I would define trolling as the art of malevolently offering the meanest, most insulting, scathingly negative critique with the highest shock value the troll can create for the purpose of causing emotional pain for the one being criticized. And if the troll can deliver a surprise attack, all the better for their soul-sucking joy de vivre. The voice, dear friends, is a frequent target of trolls. If you have them, congratulations, you're in good company, as you'll see. If not, you need to be prepared because they're coming for you. And me. Here's my latest experience with a troll. All right, let me explain the situation. I won't go into enough detail to embarrass the organizers, but the program I recently performed in was a disorganized logistical nightmare. The venue owner never showed up with the keys to the building. After all the musicians, artists, and audience members stood out in the sun for hours, Somebody finally broke in the back window, and yes, there was talk of being charged with breaking and entering, and opened the doors from the inside. You can imagine the ensuing chaos as the staff propped the stage and the musicians set up for an online video show that was half an hour overdue to start. I sat as out of the way as possible on a bench in the front, waiting for my time to hurriedly set my keyboard up and do a quick mic check and then immediately perform. It really would have made great footage for a reality show, but somehow they pulled it off. Now, here's a bit of a rabbit trail. In my life, I've learned to roll with the punches, and these things happen if you spend time on the road. This particular adventure reminded me of a time years ago when my whole band and I waited in a hotel lobby for the scheduled vehicle that was supposed to get us and our gear to the airport in time for our flight to the next show. That vehicle never showed up, so my band leader commandeered a laundry truck for transportation in exchange for my signed picture. Yes, we made it to the airport just in time, and though nerve-wracking back then, it's one of my funniest memories now. The point is, people rarely know how difficult a performer's job can really be. The backstage chaos, personal and career stress, travel guffaws, the mild illness, or personality conflicts in the band have to all be ignored when foot hits the stage floor. The performer's ability to capture the venue with a seamless, friendly, professional, and musically excellent performance should be all the audience is aware of. Although, a glimpse at normal backstage preparation can be illuminating and fascinating, Uh, like the New York Times fast-forward through the backstage prep at the Metropolitan Opera, and I do have that link on my blog post that corresponds to this episode of the podcast. Okay, rabbits, back to the present day. So we finally finished that late, recent internet show, and I got a lot of sweet comments from hosts and folks in the audience. I got home, and after putting my keyboard back up on my office, I revved up my computer just to check my email. There was a comment on my Facebook page that took my breath away. Someone had written, I don't appreciate the way you strew your purse, bag, gig bag of stuff for my keyboard, excuse me, and coat, what coat? It was 100 degrees, all over the front bench. I want you to know you were rude and unprofessional. Well, first of all, you know, I was sitting there with several other people that were part of the band that were waiting to go, but none of that really matters. While I'd had trolls comment with violent, sick profanities on some videos I tried to promote on YouTube, I had never had anyone in over 50 years of performing tell me I was rude or unprofessional. It was strange how deep it cut. I found out who she was and spent some time figuring out how I wanted to respond, various replies ranging from sorry she felt that way to tearing her a new one, and then I decided the wisest course for my own spirit and conscience was to unfriend and block her Without a word. I eventually found out that this person hated my music because she hated any music that wasn't old style traditional country. But instead of sharing that truth, she chose to cut a complete stranger, me, down as meanly as she knew how. Okay, here are some things I've learned about trolls. First, they want most of all to be seen and heard. Unfortunately, they're using hurting others to call attention to themselves. Therefore, one of our best strategies is to decline to acknowledge the troll's existence. In other words, unfriend, block, and delete the comment without a word. Next, they also love to strike from hiding places of anonymity. Once more, the best strategy for us is to erase them and their critique without our verbal reaction, which they live for. Starving them of our response is like starving them of food, and they generally move on to someone who will feed them better. Next, trolls really are emotionally and or mentally challenged. I mean, how many people who get an endorphin rush out of hurting others on purpose do you know who are not spiritually and or mentally sick? The truth is that hurting people hurt people. And knowing this helps take the sting out of the hateful things they say, which are never based on real value of the voice they're criticizing. Next thing I've learned about trolls, we need to understand how they get their power. The reason singers can be so hurt by trolling is that voices need to be sensitive, unique, and unguarded to effectively deliver messages. Trolling an effective singer is like shooting a sitting duck. So don't just sit there turning the troll's cat over and over in your mind to try to understand it. A troll's mind will never make sense to a non-troll. Move on to something affirming and positive so your heart can deflect the troll hit. Next, know the difference between an honest critique and bullying. Be sure to differentiate between a comment that is trolling and one that's just an honest opinion that you don't agree with. People have a right to their own opinion, and sometimes they share it without being really welcome, but that's not trolling. And sometimes there's something you can learn from what someone says. Next, if you do choose to respond, be careful. Don't just feed the troll. Someone wise once asked me why I was trying to convince someone of something they didn't want to believe. Feeding a troll is an exercise in spitting in the wind and a waste of time and emotional energy. That said, if you need to use the situation for your own purposes to straighten something out publicly or correct a damaging lie, do so succinctly and in a way that looks emotionally controlled and professional. Under certain circumstances, you can even respond legally and sue for defamation of character. Next, your best weapon is to forgive and forget. The worst thing I could probably wish on a troll is his or her life. Unlike Martin Luther King, Gandhi, or Jesus, the cuttingest of troll comment hasn't stopped my heart beating. The nursery rhyme rings true. Sticks and stones can break my bones, but words will never hurt me, unless, of course, I continue to let them. We need to be emotionally honest and process the nastiness of being trolled, but then we need to finish the process. Forgive and let go of any lingering negativity. And then get away from the crazy makers. Disconnect, unfriend, unfollow, delete, and block them. I have a link to another recommended reading, which is 10 Ways to Destroy an Online Commenting Troll. And the link is on my blog post, again, that corresponds with this podcast. My last point. It should go without saying, but there are always four fingers pointing back when that one is pointing forward, you know? So let all of our critiques always come from love, not from a cruelty or lack of empathy. It's okay to recognize that somebody's performance sucked, but you'll probably never fully know why. And next time, it could be you or me. Correction of the cause of a bad performance is almost always possible if suggested with good timing and kindness. Do unto others as you would like it done to you. So what about you? Have you ever been hit with a cruel comment? Have you ever mistaken positive correction for negative trolling? Have you ever been sucked into a troll flame war? How did that work for you? What has helped your heart deal with hurtful critique? I'd love to know. Leave me a comment. This is Judy Rodman. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. You can always find me at www.judyrodman.com. See you next time on All Things Vocal, the podcast for singers, speakers, vocal coaches, and studio producers.